I'm going to start with my testimony. So, um, when I was growing up, I like lived in a Christian home. My family was all Christian. We always went to church. We were literally always at church, like probably at church more than we were at our own house. Like Sundays we were at church, Wednesdays we were at church, Sunday nights, Saturdays. It's like literally every day we were at church. Um, my parents never let me miss a Sunday. If I was at a friend's house, even if it was like 30 minutes away, they would come pick me up for church. They would say, you have to be ready or you're getting grounded. Like you can't miss church or you're grounded, like all this different stuff. Um, and they rarely ever let me miss like a Wednesday night of like youth group or anything. They never let me miss that. So since I was like forced, me and Bethany both, since we were like forced to go to church, um, I just ended up not really liking it. Like if someone's making me do something, it kind of makes me not enjoy it. So I was never like, um, I don't know, I, ne I was never involved in church and I never really talked to anybody. I had no friends. Um, I kind of just like stuck by Bethany's side the whole time or by my parents' side the whole time, never talked to anybody. And I never, never had a connection with God like my whole life until now. When I was younger, I just never had a connection with God. And um, whenever we were in church, like on Sunday mornings, I was always on my phone. I was playing on my phone or I was talking to the person next to me. I don't think I ever remember a sermon from my old church and I went there for 16 years. I never paid attention. Um, and I got baptized when I was maybe like 10. <laughs> when I was 10, I got baptized, but I had no idea what it meant. Um, I like wasn't really, in, I didn't really care about it. I was just like, oh, I'm getting baptized because I go to church, all Christians have to get baptized. That's what I thought. Um, and then in 2016, my whole family went um, on vacation to Las Vegas and um, we were like posting pictures like every family does. We were posting a bunch of pictures and um, we posted a picture of like the showgirls on the side of the road, you know, like they get pictures with you and stuff. And they were, they were pretty covered up, I would say. They were wearing like one pieces. They weren't showing that much, but still like showing a little bit. Um, and my, my dad posted that on Facebook. And then he was posting pictures of us in Vegas and all this stuff. Um, and so when we got back from vacation, they, um, the pastor of the church, not even the main pastor, it was like the youth pastor and another pastor, they asked to have a meeting with my parents. My parents were like, okay, we'll have a meeting with you. So they went into the meeting and basically the, the two pastors said like, your family is a stumbling block for everybody else. Like you guys, are a terrible example of like what Christians should be and we basically just don't want you guys to be involved in anything at the church anymore like you can attend the church and that's it nothing else um, and at that time we were involved in like everything like we were in charge of the cafe we were my parents were like the leaders of middle school small group um, there was like so much stuff we worked with like the homeless people there was so much stuff we did and they were like yeah you're not allowed to do any of that anymore um, and after that, instead of like, instead of like us keeping and attending the church, we just left completely. Like we, we were like, that's, that's not how a church should be. And we just left because all of our family was just so hurt, um, that a church would treat us that way. Um, so at that point, whenever we left the church, everyone in my family was kind of at their lowest points 
in their life. Like my parents were just so hurt, so they never wanted to go to another church again. Um, I was just like stupid. I didn't care about anything. Uh, my brother was like doing drugs with his friends and I was dating terrible, terrible guys and just not caring about like my self-worth, not caring about anything. Um, and at that time I had like a really abusive boyfriend and I, I went, I just did a lot of really stupid stuff. Um, and my parents, like all of our friends from our church just stopped talking to us. They like kind of shunned us just like, yeah, they just kind of shunned us, didn't talk to us anymore. So my parents were like scared to make new friends. My parents had no friends anymore. Um, and we all thought that it was like the church in general. We didn't think that it was just those people. We were like, oh, well maybe every church is like that. It's going to be so hard to find another church now. Um, and in this point, I um, I went to a party. My brother went to parties all the time. He was drunk every single weekend, um, always posting on his Snapchat stories, like videos of him getting drunk, all this different stuff. And I was like, well, if my brother does it, then maybe I should try it too. Like, it's not that bad if my brother's doing it all the time. Um, so I went to a party with my friends from high school and I got drunk and my, um, my boyfriend at the time, his ex-girlfriend, texted my parents um, on Facebook and sent them videos of me at the party and like told them everything that was going on and I got grounded for six months. Uh, very similar to Riley's story. <laughs> but I got grounded and in this point I literally hated everything. I was like, I hate my parents. Why would they do this to me? I hate everything. Like, why? what's the point of even being alive? Like, why... I can't even do anything except for sit in my room. Like my parents took away my phone. They didn't let me talk to anybody. They like, they took me to school and picked me up. I was not allowed to do anything. They wouldn't let me get my license or anything. Um, so I kind of just like hated my life. I was really depressed. I was super lonely. The only person I had was Bethany. <laughs> and um, in this time that I was grounded, I got so much closer to God than I've ever been. Like I, being in like that lowest point, I just felt so close to God for some reason. Um, <laughs> and looking back at like my parents grounding me, like in the moment I really, I did not like them and I was like, why is this happening? But looking back, I'm so thankful that I, that my parents found out and that like they grounded me and that I got in trouble because if they didn't, I probably, wouldn't have ever changed that. I probably would have kept going to parties, kept getting drunk, kept being stupid with guys. Um, so I'm really glad that they caught me because that got me to where I am today. But um, after that point, my family was searching for more churches. Uh, we went to a different church every Sunday for two years, <laughs> trying to find a church, a different church every Sunday. And it was terrible. Every church, when we would walk in, nobody would talk to us. Uh, we would kind of, they would kind of just stare at us, and we would sit down. Um, and yeah, we never had any friends. We still didn't have any friends for like two years. And then I started coming to college group here, and immediately made friends um, with Maddie and Riley. Were the first friends I made. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I immediately made friends, and I was like wait a second, like this is with a church, why are we not going to church here? So <laughs> me and Bethany 
came to church here. Did mom and dad come with us the first time? I forget. Okay, so me and Bethany came the first time, and immediately when we walked in the door, everybody was like, hi, how are you? People were just like giving us hugs, shaking our hands, and uh, the pastor came up to us and was like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you doing? Like, blah, 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 and just immediately started talking to us, and we were like, what is going on? This has never happened before, and we just felt like so welcome. I don't know. <laughs> um, like, right when we walked in, I just felt like this is it. Like, we finally found our home church. Like, we finally found all of our, like, friends. <laughs> Sorry, I'm about to cry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we were, like, I just walked in. I was. I felt so comfortable for some reason. Like, usually I feel so nervous walking into a new place. But I was, like, I like I feel so comfortable around all these people already. Um, so, <laughs> today, I, I'm so involved in the church. I have so many godly friends and I don't know I'm just <laughs> I'm just so grateful for like looking back on where I was I'm so grateful for where I am today and having all of you guys <laughs> and having such a great college group and such a great church to go to every Sunday um and I finally like found my calling in life and I just feel like so amazing now just I never like looking like if I was where I was before, I would never think that I would be this happy in my life. I always thought I was going to be sad and lonely, and I was never going to have friends, but yes, I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And, <laughs> and now she has to just be like, okay, <laughs> Okay. So. I wanted to um, do a lesson that kind of related to my testimony because I've been praying about it. I've been praying about it <laughs> for so long. I could not figure out what I was going to talk about. And God just kept saying to me, do something that relates to your testimony. Like, what do you feel? Like, how do you feel because of your testimony? And do something that relates to that. So... We're going to be talking about gratitude in every circumstance, just being grateful. Um, and before we start, I'm going to pray for us. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing us all here today and for allowing me to teach all these amazing girls and just give me the right words to say today and help me get over my nervousness and help me just speak your word to everyone today. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay. So, I don't remember who told me this, but um, someone told me, it's easy to talk to God when times are hard, but it's hard when times are good. Which kind of sounds backwards, but um, when times are hard, we're always praying and asking God for help. Like, please help me with this, like my car broke down, I'm really sad, like I'm lonely. We're always immediately going to God, praying and asking for help, but what about when our lives are going great? Sometimes we just, well, as our lives are going great, we just forget. And we're like, oh, I don't, I don't need to thank God, like I don't need anything, I'm so happy, my life is good. Um, but sometimes we, yeah, we forget because our lives are easy. We're like, oh, we don't, we don't need anything. Our lives are easy. Um, 
but gratitude isn't just like a feeling like that you just randomly get like it's not just a feeling it's actually like a discipline like you have to consciously be thankful for what you have um and be thankful to the lord because everything good in your life is coming from him um and i read in a devotional gratitude is like a muscle it gets stronger if we constantly give it attention and push it beyond its comfort so, can you guys open up to 1 Thessalonians 5.18? Can someone read that for me? I can read it. 5.18? Yes. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, can someone else read Psalms 9.11? So, what do these verses tell you about gratitude or about being thankful? I think in the verse, the first verse is kind of saying, like it says, like in everything give thanks. So, like in everything, when you like things are going well and things are going bad, like in every circumstance. Yeah. In my version, it said, "Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will who belong in Christ Jesus." What about the second one? What does that like say to you about gratitude or about being thankful? We should tell everyone about it. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, my dad told me if you're telling everybody about the great things God has done for you, it makes you realize, like, wow, I God has done so much for me. I have so much to tell everybody else. It just helps you like realize how much God has done for you. Um, it's kind of like not. Keep not keeping your gratitude a secret. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. this, but secret. <laughs> <All> secret. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm happy yeah. about this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, don't keep your gratitude a secret. That's good. I like that. Yeah, sometimes I don't, like, I'm afraid to, like, say, like, to talk too much about, like, what the Lord's doing in my life. Because I'm like, well, I don't want to, like, bore people. But, yeah. it, but like, maybe it could be an encouragement to someone, especially if you're just pointing back to God and not, like, anything else. Yeah, and people sometimes feel like they're bragging if they if they're like talking about good things that God has done for them, because God hasn't done it to other people or something like that. But you should always be proud of your accomplishments or what God has done for you, because that could speak to other people sometimes. Um, can somebody read Colossians three fifteen through seventeen? Sorry, I'm having you guys jump around a lot. <laughs> Three fifteen through seventeen. I can read it. Colossians three fifteen through seventeen. Yes. Um, but let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we know that, like, if we're happy about something, if we, if we talk about what God has done in our lives, if we talk about everything we're grateful for, that'll help us be more grateful in our good times. 
But in our bad times, sometimes it's hard for people to be thankful in hard times um, also. Um, and a way that we can do that is just to have peace. If we have um, the Holy Spirit living in us, it's so easy to just be peaceful throughout these hard times. And if non-believers look at you while you're going through something crazy, like going through a really hard time, and they just see that you're so peaceful about it, um, it'll make them want to learn more about God. It'll make them want to learn. It'll, it'll make them want to become Christian more because they're seeing how like just peaceful and calm you are when all this terrible stuff is going on around you. It just reminds me of like what's going on and in the world today like people are like why are you not mad about this like why are you not mad that all this crazy stuff is going on and it's just because of the holy spirit's living in us there's no reason to be mad we're just peaceful about everything because we know that god has control um so what are some reasons that you guys might have a hard time feeling grateful sometimes Maybe if you feel like the things that like you like the things that you have aren't don't matter as much as like something someone something someone else has. Like I feel like oh well they're grateful because they have like all these things but like does it like I don't have that like maybe. Yeah. That's I think good. Like, just like just discontentment. Yeah. I feel like it could also be like you feel like God hasn't done anything for you recently. Like you've seen other things in the past, but you feel like He hasn't done anything for you recently. So you're just like not there. So I have a few points on um, why it might be hard for us to be grateful sometimes. Um, the first point is comparison. Um, I feel like especially us as like young women have a really hard time comparing ourselves to others especially other girls. Um, comparison is literally the thief of joy. Like you cannot, it's so hard to be happy if you're comparing, you're constantly comparing yourself to others. Um, and one thing I always try to remember, if I'm like looking through social media and I see a beautiful girl or I'm out in public and I see a beautiful girl, then, and I'm like, why do I not look like that? I always think that Flowers are beautiful, and so are Christmas lights, but they're nothing alike. They're both so beautiful, but they look nothing like each other. So why can't I be beautiful, and she can be beautiful also? Like, the presence of her beauty does not take away from mine. Just because somebody else is beautiful, just because I think Riley's beautiful, that doesn't mean I'm not beautiful. That means we're both beautiful in different ways. Um, <clears throat> and everybody, every single person is beautiful because we're all made in the image of God. So somebody else's beauty just doesn't doesn't mean that you're not beautiful also. Um, and I wouldn't like look at Elisa's paintings and be like, oh, this one's ugly because this one's beautiful. <laughs> like this one looks terrible only because this one looks really good. <laughs> they're both beautiful. All of her paintings are so beautiful because they're made by her. That doesn't I mean follow at art by <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's like the beauty of something does not take away from the beauty of something else. Um, okay, can somebody read Colossians 3, 1 through 3? <coughs> I can read it. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not earthly things. 
For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So we tend to compare ourselves to people more or just to things more when we're only focusing on worldly things. When we're focusing on our physical appearance, when we're focusing on how much money we have, when we're focusing on what our cars look like or our house or how good we are at school or anything. When we're focusing on worldly things, we're comparing ourselves to other people. Like, that's not, that's not what we should be focusing on. If we set our mind on things above, on heavenly things, then it's going to be so much easier to not compare ourselves to everybody else. Because if we look at ourselves through God's eyes, he loves all of us. We're all his children. Nobody's better than another person because of something they physically can do or how they physically look. Um, and I think like especially today it's so much harder because we look at social media and we look at what other people have and what we don't have um, if we just like look at like somebody else's cars or somebody else's houses we're like why are we not that rich like why don't we have that why is God not giving us that but that's not their whole life they're only posting what they're only posting what is good about their life. They're not saying like, oh, me and my husband just got divorced. Uh, I'm depressed. They're not talking about all this different stuff that um, is going wrong in their lives. They're just showing what is good. <clears throat> so the second point I made is that we tend to take things for granted a lot. Um, so what, what are some things in your life that you often take for granted? Riley and I were like, we were talking about this this morning, about how we're like, it's just crazy, like, just the, the family that we're blessed with, I guess. That's one thing I take for granted a lot, too, is my parents. I feel like a lot of times we take things for, like, this is such a basic thing, but we take things for granted until, like, they're gone. So, like, when I, when I was, like, on crutches for three months, I really took for granted just, like, being able to move like by myself and then like once I like, once I got like back to moving again I was like this is amazing I'm never gonna take this again um, so that's true like everything else too. yeah definitely um, yes so, like, that's a good one um, especially so I feel like when you're middle school high school college your 20s whatever um, you take for granted the time you have with people um, and you take for granted the time you have to fix it with people. So like, I'm gonna use you and Bethany as an example. Um, if you're really mad at her, right? I'm just gonna be mad at her, right? And then she gets in a car accident the next day and you're like, oh, because I couldn't forgive her. And I know that's a morbid example. I don't, hopefully I don't get out of cars. So that would be terrible. <laughs> um, but, right, we, we take for granted the time we have to spend with our family, to forgive people, to fix our own actions, right? If we look at ourselves and we're like, nah, I'll fix it when I'm 30 or I'll get there eventually. Like, you not have that time and you need to be living for Christ to the fullest extent now and then also fixing relationships with others or spending time with others that's really good um so do you guys know who Francis Chan is 
he makes like you love him. <laughs> yes, I, lo- I love him. He makes really good sermons, all this different stuff. Um, he said that nothing in life will ever matter unless it's about loving God and loving the people He created. It's so much harder to love your life if you don't love God and, don't, and you don't love others. Um, so can somebody read Ephesians five sixteen, and then somebody else Ecclesiastes seven fourteen. Ephesians 5.16 was the first one. The the next one is Ecclesiastes 7.14. You can go ahead and read it, Elise. are good, be happy, but when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. That's so funny, because Andrea literally just talked about time. <laughs> yeah. Zero about time. Yeah, that's why I said that was really good, because I knew we were just about to talk about it. <laughs> so, on good days, this is what this tells me, on good days, we should be thankful and on bad days, we should also be thankful because God created both of those days. Just because this day is going bad doesn't mean it. it's not like in God's hands. It's not something that God created. God intends for everything to happen. God intended for bad days to happen. God intended for good days to happen. It, he, does, he doesn't promise us our lives are going to be perfectly easy. Our lives are going to be so happy once we start following him. Um, and... On the bad days, if you can't find anything to be thankful for, which I'm sure we can because we live in an amazing country, we live in God's presence, um, just be thankful that we're in the presence of the Lord. Just think, like, I was created by God. That's so crazy. I'm in the presence of Jesus. Like, that's just crazy. Um, And also just think about, like, one day we're going to be living perfectly with Jesus in heaven. Just, we have, like, something to look forward to. So on bad days, we're not, it's not as bad because we know that it's not going to be like this all the time. Um, And one of my favorite verses for that is Romans 8, 18. You guys don't have to open to that if you don't want to. Romans 8, 18, I believe. And it's, um... (laughs) It is, like, the things that we go through and right now are nothing compared to the glory that we're going to see whenever we go to heaven. Like, it's going to be nothing compared to how amazing it's going to be in heaven. So, on days that I'm having a bad day, I'm like, why am I even sad? Like, I'm going to be in heaven someday. This doesn't matter. Like, why am I upset about this? Um, the third point I have is entitlement. So... As humans in a sinly, sit sinly, sinful, <laughs> in a sinful world, um, we are imperfect. We're all, we all tend to be selfish, and we often, because we're selfish, we often believe that we deserve to get things that make us happy. Everybody's like, oh, we'll do what makes you happy. You deserve this because it makes you happy. Um, 
or we think that we deserve to get what we want all the time. Um, which causes us to think that whenever we have good things, we don't need to thank anybody for them because we just deserve that. Like, it's, it's something called entitlement mentality. So that's thinking that like just because we exist, we deserve certain things. Like, just because you're alive, you deserve a house. You deserve a car. You deserve all this different stuff. But none of that stuff is promised to us. Nobody says that you get that stuff just because you're alive. Um, so if any of you guys have ever read this story, in Exodus, the Israelites were going through, like, all these different plagues and um, being enslaved and all this different stuff. And they cried out to God, and they were like, please deliver us from our bondage. Please help us. And God did deliver them from their bondage, and he sent down um, this food called manna. And this was, somebody compared it to, like, the best food you've ever had in your entire life. And he sent it down in their fields, and they had enough for every single day until they were full. They had enough for themselves. Everybody had enough to eat. Nobody went hungry because he sent that food down for them. And they only had enough until they were full and then they didn't get any more. And because they didn't get any more, they complained. They said, why are you not sending us more? Like, yes, we're full, but we want more. We want more of this food. So <clears throat> they complained because they didn't get more than what they needed, but God was sending them all that they ever needed, and he delivered them from their plagues. He delivered them from being enslaved, and they still said, like, why are you not giving us more food? Why are you not giving us this? Like, we deserve this. Um... So, can somebody read Luke 9.23? Then he said to them all, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. So what does it mean to deny your earthly self and follow God? What does that mean to you? It's to like ignore all the like noise around us, I guess. All of the noise from the world and like the material goods that um, the world convinces you that you need. And to just set all of those aside and like to follow God instead. It also means that you figure out how to listen to God, because it's hard, right? He's not going to come down and be like, Allie, this is what I need you to do today. This is your next career move. I've got a boy picked out for you. Everything's all right. Here's the plan, step by step. Like, he doesn't do that, right? He doesn't give you an itinerary for life that you can just follow to the letter, right? So denying yourself means, like what Macy said, right? You, you tune out all the extra noise, and you figure out like which radio channel or whatever it is that you need to be listening to, like what the little voice inside of you actually sounds like, or what is, is that you convincing yourself to do whatever you want, like figuring out how to listen to God correctly, also. Yeah, that's good. Um, to deny our earthly selves is just like to push away all of our fleshly desires, like, like for the Israelites, um, when they were, when they wanted more food. That was like a fleshly desire saying, like, you want more food. But they didn't need that. They weren't listening to God. They were just wanting more and more of what they didn't need. 
Um, and like pushing away your temptations, pushing away all this different stuff. Because God doesn't promise us that we're always going to be happy. Um, our first priority should not be to make ourselves happy. It should be to walk with the Lord and please Him. We're not trying to please ourselves. We're trying to please Him um, in everything we do. So if you're doing something that is not pleasing to God, it's just making you temporarily happy on this earth, then... We have to be willing to give that up because it's not in God's will for us. It's not what God wants us to do. It's just something that's going to make us happy right now. But it's not going to matter if it's not pleasing to God. Because in the end, when we go to heaven, he's not... That stuff that we're that we're doing that's just making us happy in that moment, that's not going to matter. It's only going to matter what we did for God and how we loved God and how we loved others. Um... And that's like going back to setting our mind on things above. We need to think about what it's going to be like whenever we're going to be in heaven and not just what's going to make us happy in this moment. Um, a lot of people ask, I mean, say like, if I only had blank, then I would be happy. What's like, what are, what are some things that like people put in that blank? Only have a relationship, I'd be happy. It's a big one. I know for me, it's like the perfect body. Like if I only like was beautiful and like super thin, then I would be so happy. You are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but like it is something that like I like. It's just I feel like a lot of girls struggle with. It's just yeah. like if I, if only I looked this way, then I'd be really. I feel like a lot of people struggle with like, oh, if only I had a relationship, if only I had friends, I would be happy. If only I had money and a perfect body, that's something I struggle with a lot too, um, then I would be happy. But if you're filling anything in that blank besides Jesus, then it's wrong. Like if you're saying if only if you're saying anything besides if I only had Jesus, then I would be happy, then it's it's not right. Um, so once you're, once you consciously thank God for everything that you have in your life, just like small things, it'll start to become a habit and you'll be thankful even just for waking up in the morning. Um, so the last thing I have is just like some habits that we can, that we can do to become more grateful in our life. So like, what are some habits that you guys can think of that just will help us be more grateful. And this is like big, like big habits that you can form over time. Not just like something you do today. I could see like, like seeing every like experience as like something to be grateful for. So like when you um, invite someone to come to like coffee conversations, they say yes, you're like, oh yes, praise God. So grateful. <laughs> it's so much more fun that way too. Like, yes, one more person. Yeah. It's like so much more exciting. Yeah. If you're a very negative person, and obviously don't know any of y'all apart, 
Um, but like starting to do that every single day. Mm. Like I am naturally, and Riley is very naturally like, yes, this is so exciting! About whatever <laughs> not, we're talking not about. Not naturally. <laughs> well, you do a really good job of it. <laughs> I am very naturally like, this is amazing, <laughs> I'm so excited! Yeah. Um, so don't tell me your achievements if you don't want a ton of support. Right away. Um, but if you are not that way, um, so I started, when I was really young, I started writing, um, I would pray every night, and I would write on a page front and back every night, and the front page, I would just list all the things that I was just thankful for, anything I could think of, and I made myself get the end of the page every single night, because even if it's warm socks, like, that's something to be thankful for, like, this is great, so I, like, forced myself to figure out how to be thankful every night, and then the backside was, like, like, writing out a little prayer, um, but if you don't, if you aren't naturally that way, finding ways to stick it in your life or putting putting it down on paper, for me, that was really helpful. Or talking about it in your car. Like, instead of singing today on the way to McDonald's or work or whatever, I'm going to say all the things that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for Elise. I'm thankful for Macy. I'm thankful for Maddie. I'm thankful for, you know, all these people. Or whatever. Um, but forcing yourself to make time for it. Yeah, I, I kind of like what you're just saying. Like, if you can't find, like, something to be grateful for, you can probably find someone to be grateful for. Yeah. Or some ones. Yeah. <laughs> some ones. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, and a lot um, of, like, Paul's letters, he, like, encourages, like, the church by saying, like, and you're continuously, like, in my prayers, and I'm continuously thanking the Lord for you. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that, like, I don't know, we should do that, too. Like, we should just be thankful for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few habits that I wrote. Um, see all of your successes as a gift from God and not something that you earned on your own. Um, I feel like when people graduate college or they become a doctor or they pass a really hard test or just any success that they have in their lives, people tend to praise them. They're like, you are amazing. You did this all on your own. You're, you put so much work into this. And they tend to forget that God was the one who gave them all of that. God was the one who helped them put in all that work. God was the one who brought them to that place in their life. They didn't do it on their own. You shouldn't be praising them. You should be praising God for helping them get to where they are. Um, my dad said that pride is an enemy to gratitude. If you are prideful, it's going to be so hard to be grateful. Um, the second habit that I have is always look on the bright side. And I know like that it just sounds cliche, cheesy. Um, but like I said earlier, Romans 8.18, um, what we go through right now is temporary. But it's nothing compared to the glory that we're going to see in heaven. Um, if something bad is happening, try to, look on, try to look at the small good that there is in everything. Um, and I, I found out that when I started doing that, my life was so much better. I was so much happier. I was always looking on the bright side of everything. Like, oh my gosh, this day sucks, but I only have like five more minutes of work. So I'm going to go home and I'll be fine. I'll, I'll just eat, take a nap. I'll be fine. Um, and the last one is see and appreciate what God is doing in people that you aren't very fond of. Like... Sometimes there's people that we just don't like. It's that's normal. People there's people you won't like. There's people that are annoying to you, but try to see them through God's eyes and see what God is doing in them. Like every every single one of us is God's children. Like 
are, are God's children. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> Every single one of us are God's children. Um, so if you look at them through God's eyes, you realize that they're not your enemy. They're not purposefully making you angry. They don't hate you. Instead of habits, just like small things we can do. The people that like you're thanking the Lord for in your prayers actually tell those people that you're thanking. Yep. Yeah, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like, um, don't keep your gratitude a secret. Like, if you if you're like if like you're like <laughs> writing down your prayers, like and you're like, oh man, I'm really grateful for this person. The next people like, hey. Last night, I just want to let you know that I'm just like, I was praying because I was like so thankful for you. You know, <laughs> like just don't keep your gratitude a secret. So something I started doing um, that has helped my days go a lot better because I used to just have terrible days at work and I didn't like my job. But every day when I woke up, I, I just said, thank you, God, for waking me up. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that I'm alive today. Because you don't promise us every single day that we're going to wake up. You don't promise us that we're going to be alive. And I'm so thankful that I have another day to spread your word. Um, thank you, God, for you eat a meal. Most of us already do that. But we don't deserve the food that we have. We don't deserve to eat that day. Um, but God blessed us with having food. And not everybody in the world gets to eat three meals a day like we do. And gets to eat all these snacks like we do. Um... Thank God before you go some. I mean, thank you. Thank God for whenever you get somewhere. Like, thank God for getting you there safely. And sometimes we we just forget about that. Like, we didn't get in a car accident on the way here. That's amazing. <laughs> and the last thing is, Angie already said it, but I wanted all of you guys to do this. Um, like, get out a, a piece of paper and just write five or ten things that. God has blessed you with or that you're thankful for today? Right now? Yeah, right now.
weird question for you guys. How many of you guys use like planners or like write out your plans for each day? Yeah. Or like Google Calendar or anything like that. Just like a calendar. <laughs> um, I got a new planner for Christmas and on every single day it says, um, it has like little faces and one of them is mad and one of them sad, one of them's happy. And it wants you to circle how you felt that day. And then it says underneath, what are you grateful for today? And it says that on every single day. So every single day I try to write at least one thing that I'm grateful for. And if we do that, well, we're just like making our plans or just like even right when we wake up in the morning, we're like, I'm so grateful today for this or for that. It's going to help our day become so much better because we're finding gratitude in all of these small things. And that'll help us form a habit to just be grateful all the time and be happy all the time. Not not happy all the time, but be more happy. <laughs> all right, I'm going to pray for us and then... <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for letting us all gather here today and just help each one of these girls be consciously grateful for everything we have um, and be consciously grateful to you. And just realize how amazing our lives are because we have you and because we're walking by your side. Um, I pray that every single girl in here has an amazing week and that we just find every single day another thing to be grateful for because of you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs>